Welcome to Funeral Directors Chat, where funeral professionals discuss industry topics, trends, and news. And now your host, Nancy Bourbon. Hi, I'm Nancy Bourbon, your host for Funeral Directors Chat, a podcast providing funeral professionals with insight to current industry topics, news, and trends. Today, it's my pleasure to have my friend Dwayne E. Hall from Huntsville, Texas with me. Dwayne is a licensed funeral director for many years, and prior to starting Park Area Mortuary Transport, he worked for Service Corporation International, and Dwayne trained at Commonwealth Institute of Funeral Service. So today we're going to chat about services that make funeral directors' lives so much easier, such as removal and transport services. But first, Dwayne, I'd like you to tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. Welcome, Dwayne. Oh, thank you. As you said, I've been a funeral director for many years. Uh, actually, it's been over 25. I went to Commonwealth Institute in Houston in 1986, worked for Service Corporation International while I was there, stayed there in Houston area for 25 years, and uh, decided to move up here to the Huntsville area in the country to uh, get out of what they call the rat race. Okay. <laughs> uh, became a funeral director because I was uh, attended a funeral service for my mother and uh, made such an impression on me and I decided that I would like to do that myself. And that was the sole reason why you became a funeral director? Had you thought about it before that? I had never thought about it before. Of course, I was only 14 at the time. I uh, went to my high school guidance counselor and uh, expecting them to laugh at me. I went to a small high school and actually he was very supportive and said actually our high school has turned out three funeral directors in the past. Gave me the name and phone number of how to contact Commonwealth and once I graduated I uh, attended and became a director. The rest is history. That's wonderful. And so your first and only job as a funeral director was basically with SCI. Oh actually uh, the funeral home the way I joined SCI was through uh, their mergers and acquisitions. Uh, well, yeah, when I was an apprentice, uh, the funeral home with which I was employed was purchased by SCI. Oh, I see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then uh, after that, actually, I even left SCI and went to another corporation and then came back to SCI. So actually, I've worked for SCI twice. Oh, Okay. Mm-hmm. And did you have a specific role that you played at SCI? Because I know a lot of times they assign you like a role, like you're either you work um, client conferences or you work, you do embalming or usually you do one thing and you do it over and over again. Was that the case with you? Oh, the SCI homes that I worked at were uh, of the smaller scale. And so uh, I was an arranging director and a service director. We weren't one of the larger funeral homes to have only one person do a specific job. We actually did a little bit of it all except for the embalming, which was, of course, done at the central embalming location. Oh, I understand. So you had a, so then you got a little bit more of a flavor of like what funeral directors do more than if you worked in one of the larger facilities. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, well, I would uh, meet with the families. Uh, making the uh, funeral arrangements, and then follow through by uh, conducting the funeral services for them. Oh, that's great. Now, uh, Dwayne, 
Today we're going to talk about removal and transport services. And, you know, we have a lot of people who are going to listen to this podcast going from people like yourself who have about 25 years in the industry to people that are considering entering funeral service and students. So if you could, in your own words, um, tell us what a removal service is, removal and transport service. A removal and transport service can actually be the funeral director's best friend. Uh, whenever the uh, staff is not available uh, to go on a call, the call does not need to be turned down simply for lack of staff. You call the removal service, they go to the call, making the removal, meet with the family, and no one ever knows that, that you're not a member of the staff of the funeral home. And also with the overland transport. Uh, of course, there are times when uh, air travel is an option, but overland travel can sometimes be the best option. I see. And why did you decide to, when you moved to Huntsville, to start a um, removal and transport service? When I came here, I saw that there are several funeral homes here in the area, but no one had a, there was no removal service. And everyone had been doing all of that type of work themselves. They were having to scramble. Uh, one funeral director, owner of a funeral home, told me that she has little old men uh, do her over the land transport, and he would go on a call uh, to another city and forget where he was going and sometimes forget how to come back. Oh, that's terrible. And the uh, other funeral homes, they uh, just had to call in uh, someone from Houston because Houston was actually the uh, closest uh, to this area. I understand. So your service actually is much more cost effective for these funeral homes. Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. Now, when you um, you do removals, local removals for your funeral homes, but you all do you also, um, you know, t- take care of uh, like if someone is deceased in your area of the woods, but that they actually want to be transported back to say California, New York. Do you handle that also? Oh yes, ma'am. I do overland transport. Very recently, after the tornadoes, I was in Joplin, Missouri. I uh, brought someone home to this area that uh, passed there. I've taken people to other areas. I've been to just outside Chicago, Illinois. I've been to Tulsa, Oklahoma. Uh, I did a graveside service for someone who passed here. And then the actual burial was held in El Paso. So I conducted the graveside service at the uh, National Cemetery there in El Paso. It was actually a follow through all the way with the family. They uh, actually believed that I was from the funeral home here as opposed to selecting a second funeral home there in El Paso. And so there was a great continuity of service. Yes, ma'am. That's really that's really important because you don't want the family to have to be burdened with dealing with too many people. And if they instill a trust in you and you're following through all the way from Huntsville, Texas to El Paso, um, then you're really providing a, a service for them where they're seeing that you're taking care of, of all their needs from start to finish. Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it also was more cost-effective for the family uh, to pay for the trip overland per mile, even though it was a bit high with that much of a distance. It was less expensive than selecting a second funeral home 
and paying for the cost of them receiving the remains and their staff to conduct the graveside service. Right. You don't want to add a lot of confusion to um, to the situation anyway. Yes, ma'am. Now, let's talk about, um, I mean, in my opinion, and we've chatted about this before, removal services are really very valuable to funeral directors. One of the things that um, funeral directors complain about is getting up in the middle of the night or they're perhaps at another service and they get a call and we certainly don't want client families to have to wait any amount, any more than they have to, to have somebody pick up the decedents. So let's talk about some of the things that uh, make funeral directors' lives a whole lot easier. You're able to keep your staff at the funeral home to cover services, right? Yes, ma'am. That is correct. And um, and they're able to um, they're able to service walk-in families. Yes, ma'am. Um, let's let's chat about a couple other um, advantages on having a removal service versus having staff on call. Well, for one thing, it does limit the wear and tear of your vehicles. The removal service is, of course, responsible for the high price of the gasoline. They're responsible for their uh, maintaining and uh, ensuring their own vehicles, and therefore you do not add the miles and the wear and tear to your own car, which keeps them looking nice for your services. True, and, and then you don't need an extra removal van either. Yes, that's correct. The uh, fewer number of vehicles that you have to maintain, then of course, the lower your overhead is and the lower your insurance premiums. Good point. And uh, as you said, your funeral home is represented professionally and by name. You do use the funeral home's name when you represent yourself. Is that correct? That is if the call is for the local funeral home. Now, sometimes they they do have enough uh, sense to know that if their funeral home selected is five hours away and I arrived in 30 minutes, that I am not from their hometown funeral home. Sure. Therefore, I uh, say that I am working with the funeral home on their behalf, but I never use the words transport service. Okay. And, and timing, timing is so critical. You never want to keep a family waiting while you're trying to find staff to make a removal call. Yes, ma'am. Uh, once I was told by a funeral director that uh, in a family's mindset, when they call the funeral home, it's already been... 10 minutes. When they hang up from talking to the funeral director, it's already been 30 minutes. And after an hour, it has been forever. And so during this time, while they're waiting on you, you don't want to be scrounging around trying to locate staff of who's going to go and make the call for you. Right, because that is your first impression. And um, if you wait too long, as you said, the family, in the family's mind, it is forever. Yes, ma'am. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and you do removal services 24-7, so if the funeral director does get the call and he doesn't want to get up at 3 in the morning, um, you handle that for them professionally. Oh, yes, of course, uh, just like the funeral home, the uh, removal services operate 24-7. Uh, that is why we're here. Uh, to accommodate any needs in the middle of the night. Uh, sometimes there are times you 
gets two calls in the middle of the night and you may choose to go on one and uh, select to have the removal service go on the other. Therefore, you've handled both of your calls basically at the same time. Oh, that's very convenient. So there's no need to be concerned. And um, I would assume like if you're at a graveside service or you're in the middle of another funeral service and you get a call, it might be very awkward to figure out who am I going to send out on this removal. That is correct. You should actually have the transport service on your speed dial so that you don't even have to give it a second thought. Just go down your list into, uh, to the transport service and let them handle it for you. And Dwayne, as you as we said a little bit earlier, if the body is in another city, it's so much faster for a transport service to deliver the body to you than for you to have staff make that round trip call. Yes, ma'am, because uh, if your body is in a town that is eight hours away, it's obviously faster for the removal ser transport service to uh, bring the body to you in eight hours rather than you send someone and then have to turn around, that's 16 hours that could be cut in half. That's really important, I would think. Yes, ma'am. Uh, particular uh, with the timing for the funeral service, because if you can have the body back to your funeral home in eight hours, you can have the funeral service the next day as opposed to waiting two days to schedule the service. Excellent point. And it's much more cost efficient. The prices of a transport service are probably lower than your funeral home, GPL, and a recoup by the client family. So it's almost like getting free help. It is almost like getting free help because uh, you're going to recoup your costs from the family. So therefore, you haven't actually been out any costs. And the cost of the long-distance transport is per loaded mile. Can you explain that a little bit? Per loaded mile means that it's the... Uh, call is a long distance away, you're only paying for when the body is in the vehicle being transported. You're not paying someone to make the trip and turn around and come back. It's not a round trip charge, it's one way. Whereas if you send your own person, you have to pay them both ways. So you're saving the hourly fee of an employee and you're saving gas and wear and tear on your vehicle. I don't think a lot of people know that it's only every the loaded mile. So let's put this in perspective. You're in Huntsville. If you're picking up a body, a removal in um, Dallas or the Fort Worth area, you drive to Dallas and Fort Worth on your own dime, right, Dwayne? And then you're only charging for the ride back. That is correct, yes. Yeah, we would go to Dallas, make the removal, come home, and uh, on my odometer, that is 350 miles. But, of course, you're only... Funeral home is only charged for the 175 miles that their body was uh, being transported. I don't understand why every funeral home doesn't use a removal service, especially for um, decedents that are out of the actual um, zip code or out, you know, out of out of the driving range. Um, as you said, it saves time, it saves money, it saves wear and tear on the vehicles, it saves employee hours. Um, it's a win-win situation. It can be if you have a good relationship with your transport service. I don't understand why everyone doesn't use them either. Uh, there are some people who just like to try to handle everything themselves, and then they become overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. And also, Dwayne, let's bring this up. Um, 
what should people be looking for in a removal service? Uh, let's face it. We've all heard of removal services where people show up. They're not funeral directors. Um, they may be on staff, but they're not funeral directors. They're not real professional. They're a little bit too casual. They show up and they're at the uh, decedent's home and they're like, where's the body? Um, and, you know, that's that kind of sets the tone for the funeral home and they get a bad impression of the funeral home that they're using. Um, should they be using a removal service like yours with a trained funeral director, a trained licensed funeral director who has years of experience and knows exactly how appropriate they need to be? Yeah, professionalism is the number one key. If a family is present, the removal is going to be a memory that will last them forever. And if not done professionally, they will let you know about it. And they can also set yourself up for a potential lawsuit. How, how are you setting yourself up for a potential lawsuit? That's interesting. For instance, if you come into the home and start making minor chit-chat with a family and are too personal with them, you could be setting yourself up for uh, mental anguish. Uh, you could also, if the removal team is not professional and they do something that is detrimental to the body, such as, I dare say, dropping it, mm -hmm. you're setting yourself up for a mental anguish suit. Because families are going to notice every little thing when you are a guest in their home. True. And this is a very traumatic time for them as well. So they're hypersensitive, I would think. Yes, they are. And the impression that you leave when you're doing a removal um, will last forever because they are so hypersensitive and they don't know what to expect. And they're sitting with um, a loved one who has recently died um, and they're anxious and nervous and scared and don't know what to expect. It's probably never happened to them before. So... It's so important, as you said, to be professional and to handle it in a professional manner, same as a funeral director would who's been doing this day in, day out. Yes. There are touching uh, removals that you make, such as the time I went into a home and the couple had been married for well over 60 years and they'd never been apart. And I went into their room and the spouse even though I had invited him to step into another room, he said, I've never left her. I'm not leaving her now. So he stayed there in the room while my assistant and I made the removal. So you have to be very cautious with the handling of the body. For one thing, I'm always very sensitive when it comes to their heads. When we're sliding the body from the bed over to the cot, I always... Be careful not to bang their heads because you're being watched. You don't want to do this in front of a client family. So you treat them like, like you're handling a newborn baby. Exactly. I would compare your you a very precious commodity because to the family, that is their most precious loved one. Mm -hmm. And I even verbalized uh, to my assistant, let's watch our little heads so that we don't... Uh, uh, hurt her. And when client families hear this, they notice that and they seem to think, wow, they really do care. Yeah, they. I, I think that they, they would because, they, as you said, they're looking for signs and um, they don't want to let go. It's very difficult. And when they see that you're treating their loved one with such tender, loving care, it calms them down a little bit. Not that anything could actually calm them down, but it makes them feel that 
perhaps they've chosen the right funeral directive, perhaps they've chosen the right funeral uh, home to entrust their loved one to. Yes, ma'am. Uh, there have been recently when I uh, went to a removal at someone's home, and the gentleman who passed was the patriarch, as they called him, of the family. So when we placed the body into the back of their removal vehicle, the daughter asked if she could have just a moment, and I said, yes, ma'am, I mean, here we are out in the driveway of their home. And she reaches down and gets a handful of dirt and throws it into the back of the removal car and says, here, Daddy, now you can take some of the ranch with you. And that just meant the world to her that Daddy was taking some of the ranch with him on his way to the funeral home. Mm -hmm. And in, in, in a, in with less experienced staff or like as we were talking, people who are not really in the funeral services field, that might seem odd. They might have chastised her and said, what are you doing? Um, you being a funeral director and you're having seen so many different things and been involved in so many different scenarios over the 25 years of your service, you would see that as a loving gesture and you would enable the young lady to, to do what she needed to do to say goodbye to her dad. Yes, ma'am. Uh, there have been some removals that I've made that uh, I've actually had to turn away just for a brief moment uh, so that the family couldn't see that I was actually tearing up myself. And that speaks volumes because that shows that here's this person that um, I've entrusted um, to take care of my loved one now, and even they are sorry to see them go. Yeah, uh, and you learn uh, with each and every removal, uh, nothing is, is cookie cutter. Each call is different. Mm -hmm. You cannot become callous and go on and remove and say, just, oh, just another removal. Because each and every one, there's going to be something different and unique about that. And you have to keep that in mind when you're meeting with the uh, client family. And just like anything, you know, like just like SEI, they have embalmers that do it every single day, you know, one right after the other. And they get really good at it, let's face it. And uh, Dwayne, doing removals and only doing removals, as you said, you know, you look for those moments that you can add compassion, you get better at what you do, you, um, you know, you make people feel more at ease. Um, is that why you love doing what you do? Oh, I love doing what I do because I've always been told that I have a way of making things easier. And I try not to tell people a lie by telling them that I'm going to make things easier for them, I tell them that I'm not going to make it any more difficult than it should be. Good point, good point. And you are a very caring, compassionate person, and I'm sure you bring that to every removal that you do. Why did you decide to form a, re a removal transport service out of all the things that you could specialize in? For the entire time that I've been a director, people have always asked me, why don't you go into business for yourself? Uh -huh. Which I've always said, I don't have that kind of money. Funeral homes are very expensive ventures. Finding a facility, insurance, the liabilities. And then one day I had a epiphany that to begin a transport service, I still could be in the funeral industry, meet with families, 
do what I had been trained to do all these years, and all it would cost as far as overhead would be the cost of a removal van and the removal gurneys. Mm -hmm. So I was able to be in business for myself, yet not have the expensive overhead of owning, say, a funeral home. That's a very nice story. Thank you, Dwayne. Do you think that more funeral homes are going to be using uh, removal and transport services in the future? Yes, I do believe that funeral homes have figured out that uh, removal services can be a great help to them. Uh, one thing, uh, the price of gas uh, maybe will convince them. Mm-hmm. And also, once the word gets around how convenient it is, then everybody will be like, well, how come I haven't always done that? Exactly. That's my point exactly. It's, it's just such a great idea. And you wonder why. Why wasn't it always done like this? You know, why wouldn't you make people's life easier? I mean, the life of a funeral director is not an easy life. Um, let them sleep through the night and let you have the business. And uh, it's not costing them a dime, actually. Mm hmm and people talk amongst each other. Uh-huh. Say at a funeral convention, one funeral director is telling about how busy he is, how he's constantly on the go. He's getting up in the middle of the night and go, go, go. Another funeral director will tell him, well, I'm rested and refreshed. I turn, let uh, the transport service do it for me, and I have, don't have a concern in the world. And especially, like I said, when they use a, a transport service like yourself with a trained, licensed funeral director, they have total peace of mind and total, um, no cares at all. They know that you're going to do as good or better a job than they would do themselves. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, and I because th I think that you are, uh, your transport service is a model for an excellent um, service that all the people in the um, Huntsville, Texas area should be availing themselves of, and people who are from other places and need uh, long-distance transport as well. So you're on Facebook, and you have um, your page is Park Area Mortuary Transport. Yes, ma'am. And you want to give your um, email address? The email address uh, actually is uh, parkareamorttrans at AOL. Dot com. Okay. And that is a, a new email address. Uh, the one that I've been using um, most often is dehallfd at aol.com. So that's dehallfd at aol.com. Yes, ma'am. And people can, you can just look Dwayne up on um, Facebook, Dwayne E. Hall. And um, and I, I would encourage all funeral directors uh, and all students that are listening to this uh, podcast to get in touch with Dwayne. You never know when you're going to need his services, and um, I can vouch for him. He's an, He has an excellent reputation, and I think he'd be a great person to know either way. Thank you so much, Dwayne, for sharing your knowledge with us today. Thank you, Nancy. Ordering cremation urns for your funeral home is easy with UnitedPriority.com. Email your client an urn description from our website or receive tier pricing when ordering more than one item. Help your clients find the right urn with UnitedPriority.com.